Listen, man. I got some shit to say. Mm. And I'm thankful that we have the video and the visuals so that the fans can see me when I say this. Big facts. Um, so that they know that when I say this, it comes from the heart, mm-hmm. from the soul. Mm. There's no cap on my rap when okay. I say this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So go with me. Okay, I'm, I'm here. Let me cook. I'm here. And let me lie. I might not, but we'll see. Guys at home, thank you for joining. Thank you for tuning in. I'll get to the pleasantries and the introductions in a second. But let me get my shirt off just real quick, if I can. Before September 27, mm-hmm. 2020. Okay. So if you don't know, that was the day we released our first ever episode of mm-hmm. podcast. Before that day, there were two powerhouses in the culture. Don't say anything, let me like There were two big powerhouses in the culture. Um, this culture that we call um, Black, African, American, Black, British music. Mm-hmm. Two huge powerhouses. Some, one had stood for over a decade at, point, at that point, the other one, probably about five years, but it was five years strong. Okay. Um, in this media format as well, being the Joe Biden podcast mm-hmm. and the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. In less than two years. I'm not the one to put it together. Listen, no. listen, in mm. less than two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, hey man, sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles, man. There's a famous street poet who once said, I went from most hated to the champion. Mm. I guess that's a feeling. I Me and LeBron. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We came on the scene, we <laughs> fucked shit up, mm. and we, we're still here. Come on, man. We're creating ripples. They tried to steal our content, it didn't work. Tidal waves. Mm. <laughs> and we merrily, merrily eating off these streams. Flipping hell, man. I see what you did there. Cold. <laughs> that one was cold. <laughs> Power to the people. We are back to do maintenance. Yeah, yeah. We're going to rock that crack when it came in. Mm. It's me. It's me. It's Podcast P. And we got you stuck off the realness. Yeah, yeah. We be the infamous. You heard of us. Official. Luminous House. I don't know what that is, though. No need to know. Like, the people listening audiastically, audi- mm-hmm. like, the visuals will get it. Yeah, yeah, the visuals will get it immediately. people listening on audio might not get it. No, but they can feel the vibes. They can feel the vibes. They can feel the vibes. Um, thank you for joining us here at the Two Stubborn Nigerians podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Thank you for whoever else joining um, by YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, catching us on video with the visuals. We appreciate y'all. Thank you all for listening. And thank you for joining us as we once again take another extensive travel down the path of rhythm. Thank you once again as we move into the midnight. Thank you for joining us as we enter the Wu-Tang. Yeah, all 36 chambers. Thank you for joining us as we seize control. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us as we show you that we're good kids existing in this mad city. Man. Um, thank you for joining us as we experience these temporary highs mm-hmm. in these violet skies. Mm-hmm. Um, very clear skies today, though. Very clear. Crystal, crystal blue, bro. beautiful. No cloud in the damn sky. It's, it's like crazy. a little blue dream out here. The way you see it, hell, man. Um, <laughs> and yeah, if if along this journey through this podcast you you lose your way, don't worry. You can call me if you get lost. Mm. Um, like I said, I'm one half of your host podcast. PM as I've been joined by my illustrious co-host, one of the distinguished gentlemen. Uh, goes by many names. I decided to refer to him as the guy that gave you the look, the person in the hook. That's how we pod sounds like Kex featuring Kex. Mm. 
I need everyone to understand how impressive that intro was. Um, usually, Paul has prompts to get through that intro. But for him to go off the dome today, hey, congrats, bro. Congrats. We've been doing this now, man. What we've got, we got to understand is, in the <laughs> words of another very famous street poet, um, the one said, I'm a video professional now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Yep. So, <laughs> I get this your team for $3.99. $3.99? <laughs> So I'm I'm a professional at this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. Come on, man. Come on, man. Simple as that, man. That's that's, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? How how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm healthy. Mm. Um, the sun's been out. Heat wave. So I've been in my element. Beautiful. Um, mm, they won't take me out. My man, come on, man. No, absolutely. Especially in this UK, I promise you it's going to be next tomorrow. That's the thing. If I have to slap a pussy ass, oh I'm going to make God. it look sexy. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what Will Smith did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one overlaid that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he came. up his suit on the way back. Yeah, yeah. Nigga, nigga, keep my wife's name. Like, if I had to slap a pussy ass nigga, I'm gonna make it look sexy. Yo, and he had every girl on the tail just like, man, that's a man. That's a man. That's how like you look after your girl. That's how you look after my woman. Yo, yo, Twitter's so toxic. I love it. I love it. I love it. Flipping out, man. Nah, um, this last week has been beautiful. And it's only, what, till yesterday that this heat wave has really started, like... Oh, you going to... I thought you meant because the breakfast started breaking up. No, the breakfast part breaking up was massive. Now like, first of all... break up, and every day I wake up, <laughs> yeah. somebody got a problem. <laughs> somebody got something to say. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's one of those where, once again, you know, shout out to 12 for never dropping the ball. The second that the news came out, one, they made sure that I knew that they were breaking up, and two... All the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame all-time clips from that show came out. What's your favourite one? My favourite one? Yeah. Ooh. I was going to ask this. So now that we're here, what's your favourite, like, breakfast club moment? Oof. My personal favourite one. Yeah. I didn't see the clip, but every time I watch it, it kills me. Yeah. It's when they had Logic on. Oh, I love it. And it's just like, man, so what happened to your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, Charlemagne... That, I don't, I can't understand how Shadowman's career has lasted this long. Like, the nigga's entertaining, but the fact that he would just go there with those questions and like talk, <laughs> yo, calm down. The thing <laughs> is, the thing is, it's the same as like NBA. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like the era you're playing defines your legacy. Mm. He came up in the two, 2010s. True. You know what I'm saying? True. True. Niggas was you forget what we were doing on Twitter in 2010s. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't say we. I wasn't involved. Like KD, KD was going on Twitter at in women. You know what I'm saying? Like, was it in twenty? Was it not just 2016 where 21 Savage said Tiger? I'll beat your Yo. ass with a kite. Yo, what year was it? What year was it that Amber Rose just like going crazy? Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? So, like that—that's the time. Like, if you try that shit now, oh yeah, never. Crazy. That's how you see the rebrand. You don't do that Ooh. shit now. But that was twenty. That was what. Logic's first album, so you're looking what, 2014, yeah. 2015? Fam. Yeah, it would have been 2015. 2015, yeah, on the dot. Straight up. <laughs> you can get away with that question in 2015. Yeah, you can never, never get away with it now. No. That was a good one. That's a good one. Mm. Um, mine is tough. I mean, I think I, I have multiple, obviously, for different reasons. Like, that Jay-Z interview is one of my favourite ones. Mm-hmm. But that's just more from, like... You got an in-depth interview with Jay Z for well over an hour, yeah, um, which was dope. 
have always, always, the one that put them on the map, and Charlemagne will always say it, and MB says it, and he says it as well. Ray J calling in about fans. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get some niggas to come. Fuck you, bro. One of the funniest, but well, anytime Ray J was up there, Bam. was comedy. Anything, Ray, any interview with Ray J is it's like must watch TV oh, for real. That nigga never lets me down, man. Like every single one, I laugh. Like I'm still not over. If I, if anyone shows me the glass of clip right oh, now, bro, it's hilarious. I'll die. It's I'll hilarious. die laughing. Like, I'm speeding. Bam! <laughs> like they're indestructible. Break them. <laughs> Try and break it. Break them. Like, I can. I can break these. Break them. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> oh, raging man. That's one of my favorites. Um, any interview with Fifty. Yeah, Fifty has some great interviews. Mm-hmm. There's great moments up there. I love the be- I love the Beanie one, mm-hmm. Beanie Siegel, or Beanie. Because <laughs> Man was making points. Yes. And that's the thing with all of these ones where like rappers try to beef him mm-hmm. when they're in there. Like Badman as well. Charlamagne yeah. always be making points. I always said to Badman was true. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm the radio guy. Why don't yes. you talk to Ross or Trick? Yeah, that yes. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that was a classic. They have been. They've been key to some classic moments. Staples of the culture. I don't think um, there are some artists careers who don't get to the level that they're at without the breakfast yeah, club. Okay. And, like staples of the culture. Mm. Moment. Like mm. for a big period of time, being an up and coming artist and getting that first interview on the Breakfast Club was one of the biggest things in the world. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I remember um, there was a period where Uncle Ed went up to the Breakfast yeah. Club like, mm-hmm. for the first time and. It was so dope to see because they always drink when Ed Sheeran's there because obviously he's Irish, so mm-hmm. alcoholism has to be promoted at yeah. all times. Mm-hmm. I disrespect my Irish people. I love all of y'all. Top of the morning to you. Um, I said top of the morning. I hate it so much. That first Ed Sheeran interview was dope because it ended and like Ed was talking about how he wants to work with Eminem because he's a big fan of like Eminem growing up. Mm-hmm. He goes on to work with Eminem. He talks about the fact that he had the opportunity to meet Eminem one time. I think it was, I can't remember who he said he was with. It might have been Paul Rosen, but with someone. They were like, oh, do you want to come meet Eminem? And he was like, if I go in there, will Eminem know who I am? Mm-hmm. He was like, probably not. He's like, I'll wait. I want to meet him when he'll know who I am. Two years later, they have a feature together. Yeah, that's beautiful. Album. And now, like, every single time Eminem drops an album, there's an Ed Sheeran feature on there. And it's just like, yo, like he manifested that on the podcast. Mm. Shout out to all my manifest women. Mm. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Leo season? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you, bro. It's, it's, it's Cleopatra season, season, bro. Cleopatra <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so there have been some huge moments on that, on that um, radio show. So it'll be interesting to see how they transition now. See, obviously, you, that, they, they knew what they were doing with that release and mm. between that the breakfast covers you know it is over mm. thank you guys so much and it's like oh so y'all done and it comes out you're just going over to a new show but the breakfast club is continuing so you know that's for it yeah but we'll allow it um it is weird like mm, is the breakfast okay so the breakfast club is still effectively still there will it still be the same staple in the culture do you think I, I, I think to the to the extent that they have been over mm-hmm. the last sort of few years, like I said, I don't think they're at the peak that they were at mm-hmm. like previously in the mid-2010s, naturally, at different levels. But I think, yeah, they'll, they'll continue to be sort of where they're at. I don't think losing anything will change that. Um, I don't know how much you keep up with them. There's been, like, 
there's been many um, interviews recently where like two of the three or only two of the three are there, they're not all three there, so mm. there may be a way. I think I'll probably get someone else in to make it a three person show, um, who that is, no idea. But my shout out to them. Like, what was that twelve years mm. as a threesome that they've been rocking on top, making it through so many different things. Like yeah. Charlemagne getting beat up by little Kim Twins. <laughs> Gucci talking shit about Angela yeah. Yee to Charlemagne. Trying to go back to work the next day like nothing happened. MV <laughs> with Deezer Samiro. We also got Deezer Samiro out of here too. Oh. Oh, what? Yeah, what they you... broke up. Did they? Yeah, they broke up like two weeks ago. What? You didn't see that? No. Oh yeah, dude, Bodega Boys is gone. Oh, that's crazy. Creative differences. So this is what I mean. I'm crazy <laughs> until I'm right, innit? Because once... Mm-hmm. Is um, once is an anomaly, yeah, twice is a coincidence, mm-hmm. three times is a trend. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so if I've got the JBP out of here, mm-hmm. Jesus and Mirror out of mm-hmm. here, and I've got the Breakfast Club out of mm-hmm. here, all three of them pretty much do what Jesus and Mirror are a two, two team duo, yes, that's what we are, yes, sir. The Breakfast Club is a hip hop culture show, that's what yeah. we are. Mm-hmm. The Joe Bunn podcast is all of that plus jokes, mm-hmm. that's what we do, yeah, and we do artist interviews like the JBP, mm-hmm. bro. I got them out of here, yeah, crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? Crazy. Where are we trying to take that? What have you been listening to um, in this past week? Um, What's been on your, on your um, audio palette? Mm, good question, good question. Um, a lot of joy, mm-hmm. but we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. From um, friends? Hmm? From friends? But we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? I said this nigga is the worst. Pardon? I said this nigga. Uh, you been popping it up on him, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm about to pop it up. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, I went back and listened to PJ Morton. Mm. Great album, especially for this sunny, beautiful weather we've been having the last week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why not listen to um, watch the sun? Watch the sun whilst the sun is out. Um. I went back and listened to um, some Trippy Red this week. Okay. Um, I can't remember the exact path that led me to that. I just remember one day I was walking around and suddenly Aka Aka was in my mind. Okay. And I was like, oh man, that album, that album was criminally underrated. Like a lot of people at the time said they didn't like that album mm-hmm. for one. Um, but in my opinion, like as a whole, that I'm just underrated. It's still underrated because I think it still holds up today. Um, but after listening to that, after listening to that album as a whole, um, I forget what it's called now. But after listening to his debut album, it then took me to go and listen to um, was it Love Letter for You? Love Letter to You Four? Yeah. Um, and just going through again that whole album. Triple Red is just super talented. But I'm saying that, it then led me to go and listen to some of his newer releases. I think he released something with, um, I can't even remember who it was with now, but I really didn't like that song. And it made me realise that Triple Red over the last few years hasn't lived up to the expectations that he set up for himself early in his career, in my opinion. Because over the last two years, I don't think he's had any phenomenal album releases. But his beginning the beginning of his career, 
every project he put out was, in my opinion, ranging from very good to like damn near elite. Yeah, so Love Letter to You, I think was good. Range from well, yeah, it's good, good album, good intro, um, little project there. A Love Letter to You too, again, good. Um, at this point, it's like oh, I'm starting to really see the potential. Then drops his debut album, Life's a Trip, which I thought was very, very, very good. Um, then Love Letter to You three, which again I thought, wow, okay, elite at this point, no misses here. And then he drops exclamation mark and it's like, ah, this is a bit weaker compared to your other stuff. And then drops Love Letter T4. And I'm not the biggest fan of Love Letter T4. That one was more so though, I'll take that one on the chin and say that was because I was directly comparing it to Love Letter T3 the whole time. And again, Love Letter T3 to me is an elite album. So Love Letter T4 not reaching that same market disappointed me. Um, Pegasus, we actually reviewed on this podcast. I thought Pegasus was a good album, but he wasn't living up to the standard that he set for himself in being very good to elite. And now you look at um, Trip and Night, which had a lot of skips on it, in my opinion. So now we're looking at, okay, Trip and Red's released multiple, uh, multiple projects at this point. Early in his career, he was looking like he was going to be one of those elite album makers. But as of late, I haven't liked his albums as much. So then somewhat, I don't know, disconnect? I don't want to call it, well, maybe disconnect. I don't know what's going on, but it's kind of disappointing. Um, it's probably um, a case of too much music too quickly. All of that you just um, rattled off is since 2017. And he hasn't released an album this year, so it's 2017 to 2021. Um, so in the space of four years. I've, I, I choose Brandon Trippy. I've never seen him as a phenomenal album maker, personally. I think he has good albums. Um, I think T3, like you mentioned, is a great album, great project. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily put him as someone who I'm looking for for a phenomenal album. I think he's going to give me really good vibes, some really great songs. And totality of an album, if not necessarily a normal one. But I feel you. Um, mm. I feel you. I feel like it'll be interesting with Trippy to see um, the next phase of his career. Because if you look at the people in and around him they came up with, or that he was at least compared to and came up with, mm. for different reasons, he's the only one really left. X mm-hmm. has passed away. Yeah. You don't really hear about people like um, X, Lil Pump, um, Smoke Pop. Was it Smoke Pop? I don't think he. Well, yeah, I guess he did come out with Smoke Pop. And then it was in and around that exact same time, they were all sort of compared, even if it's not necessarily musically, but definitely aesthetically. Mm-hmm. And they were all put in the same grouping. I'm pretty sure they were all on that same X double XL cover. Yeah, yeah, they um, actually were. Him that should not be named on this podcast. Yeah, so all of these people were like all grouped together, and he's really the only one left. Mm. Again, for different reasons. So it'll be interesting to see how the second phase of his career now goes, because he's um, he made it past 
the five years you're going to be on Love and Hip Hop mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. He's not yet on Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. He's still doing numbers. Yeah. He's still doing good. Some numbers, yeah. He's still doing good. So it'll be interesting. I think it'll just be interesting from a fan's perspective to see um, where he goes next. But what else? Anything else that you was, that you was gravitating to? Um, days? Oh my gosh. Wow. Thank God I looked. Um, one album that has been living with me. And I spoke about it briefly before we took that little break there. Um, Love from Domini. Um, Love Domini. Love Domini, yeah. Um, by Burner Boy. And last time I spoke about it, it was literally the first day of me, like, even giving it a listen. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, I've pretty much listened to it at least, like, I'll say 20 times a week. Mm-hmm. That album... That album's a masterpiece. For me, it takes everything that, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of um, Twice as Tall. Even though I wasn't the biggest fan of Twice as Tall. Yeah. Um, I still think like it had some points there where it was like, oh, okay, there's this could have been great, but ah, you've just missed the mark. But there's some greatness in it. There's some gems here and there. Um, and then obviously African Giant being what it was, we already know how we feel about that. Um, and I think it takes a lot of the great things from African Giant, a lot of the great things from Twice as Tall, and it puts them together in what I think is just flat out a masterpiece of an album. There's even, there was one song on here, um, let me get the song name now. Um, different Size. Different sides. The first time I heard it, I my heart dropped. My heart dropped. Literally, it started playing. I was like, no, Burner Boy, don't do this. Because for those who don't know, he samples um, the green light, red light thing from Squid Game at the very beginning of it. And I was like, oh, this is about to be corny. I'm not, I don't like it when people do it. I don't like it when Instagrammers and YouTubers do that stuff. Um, so to hear that on Burner Boy's album, I was like, oh no, this is going to be horrible. Now it's like one of my favourite songs on the whole thing. Like, I'm here making the... Uh, 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 that at the beginning of the song, because like, yo, the way they flip that into a beat and what they do with it is crazy. Like, that whole album to me, Masterpiece, damn, that's it. Like, it's brilliant, brilliant album. But yeah, outside of though, that's been mainly what I've been listening to for the last week. Well, I think that um, should serve as a warning for you to stop judging by its cover. Um, but that's dope. Um, for myself, man, listen to Fireboy's new album. Mm. Um, what I was really I saying? Project. I really liked that project. It was, mm. really, it was really good. It was really, really good. Um, I thought it um, ticked every box it needed to tick. Um, had had songs that were at least to the same caliber as Peru. It's still my jam. I don't know why people yeah. just be hating songs. I don't like, <laughs> hear it too much. Nigga, so? <laughs> that nigga said, why you don't want me? Why you don't want me? I'm in San Francisco. I don't know what he said, but that's why I'd be thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be out there like, yo, bitch, why you don't want me? Yo. Why you don't want me? Fam, I didn't even tell you. One of the crazy. One of the craziest stories with that, um, with that song in particular, um, obviously, friend of the show, um, Rhoda, had her, what, 20... I think you're going, I think you're stretching friend of the show right there. Okay, friend of the people on the yeah. show. Yeah. 
Many of the people on the show, father, no, not father, sorry, mother of Jamie. Mother and father. Yeah, honestly, come on, man. Twice as hard, bro. Imagine two games. For real. Obviously, it was her birthday in June. <laughs> and um, I went to go and celebrate with them at some restaurant. The restaurant was nice, um, but they had um, live singers, right? And I didn't realise that they were going to have live singers there. Um, so the woman who came to perform was literally just this white woman. And fairness her, she had a beautiful voice. <laughs> and she was singing, like, typical, like, okay, yeah, live live singers type of songs. Oh, it's just Wonder Wall type of yeah, 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 yeah. And then at some point in the night, it just switched up. And she started singing, like, the hits. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, all right. I, I see what you're trying to do, but, you know, it's weird coming from you, mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying this. Mm-hmm. And then she breaks down into Peru. Mm-hmm. And I swear down, like, her dialect was better than mine. Like, oh, <laughs> my goodness, you're hitting every single mark here. This is... I'm so impressed. That's my shit. Um, so, yeah, I listened to Fireboy the album, which was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a nice little um, project right there. Um... Like I mentioned, as my recommendation last week, of course, The Inevitable 2 um, by Lloyd Banks. Phenomenal. Mm. Phenomenal project. Let me say it one more time. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Better than The Cause of Inevitable? I don't like doing that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't like doing that. I see it as more um, a continuation of the story. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't see it as is that they're counteracting each other. I see it as more of a part one and a part two mm. for me, personally. Um, that's how I look at it. Um, like a Hitler West Ham side A and side B. They go together to form a whole package. Mm-hmm. It's how I look at it. But either way, I think it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal project. And then... Um, I've been, well, I've been doing this a lot recently this year in general, where I put all of my like songs on shuffle mm-hmm. and just play it and skip and you know, skip like, like I put I want to hear a song where I just like let shit play so I can see some of the songs so I can just like discover songs I ain't heard in my time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like shit from like Alvana from 2010 or fucking mindless <laughs> behavior and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh shit. Fucking like <laughs> tiny tempo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Years, not because I don't like it, it's yeah. not it's not in front of my brain to pick it. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that a lot recently this year. And what I've um realized is like how much Trey songs I used to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Obviously I don't listen to Trey songs right now um anymore because of his um impending cases. I'm not feeling like it's right to like support him monetarily with my streams. And so I've been like cutting Trey Song music out with my like stuff shit that I listen to. Mm-hmm. But when I put these light like, songs on shuffle, and obviously my phone has control of it, and obviously I've got every single song, Trey Songs album just in my light like, songs. Mm-hmm. The amount of times I was like, you listening and the next song will come on and be a Trey Song song. I'll like, oh, <laughs> skip this and I'll play a song, then the next song's a different Trey Song song. And I'm like, nigga, skip this. And it's just back to back to back. And I'm like, yo, I'm not even trying to listen. Like, how much shit of this nigga do I have? Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Him and like, Naturally, Jay-Z makes sense. That nigga has, like, 14 albums mm-hmm. spanning, like, 
20 something years. So naturally, I'm mm. going to hear that nigga all the time. It's like, yo, nigga, there are other people than, than Trey, and it should skip. Bam. Skip. Come on, bro. And if don't, Lord forbid, I go to my R&B playlist now. Because mm-hmm. it's literally oh, just so many niggas. Fam. So many niggas, bro. Because <laughs> he was the face of that shit. So yeah. it's like, ugh, where do we go? Um, <laughs> fam, that business idea of the week. We need to stop dropping these gems as well, but it just come to me. They need to make a shuffle where it has a filter option to be like, you know, shuffle all of my music, but don't play this artist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, to be fair. Like, you can, um, at least on Spotify, you can, like, go onto an artist's profile and say, do not play. Oh, so I swear. Yeah, talk. Yeah. Wow, that's, a, that's an amazing feature. Yeah, you can literally just, like, go on and literally say, like, do not play this artist. Apple needs to add that, man. I need that. Yeah, it was a big, obviously it was a big controversy because it came out around the time of Survival Mark Kelly and mm. him and his team were like, you can't do that. And I was like, yeah, well, you can't rape women, so. Honestly, mm. you can't rape kids. Mm. Let's um, talk about um, someone who has been hot in the presses of the news um, this week. Mm. For various reasons. Um... My third baby, baby mother, Meg Thee Stallion. Okay. Meg Thee Stallion dropped her new album, her most recent album. I think it's Traumazine. Um, how to pronounce it? Um, this past Friday, August twelfth, twenty twenty two. Prior to that, um, she went on LA Leakers mm-hmm. and dropped a freestyle. Have you heard it? I turned it on, and I turned it off. The freestyle? Mm-hmm. You don't like it? I don't know if I liked it or not, because, um, again, I turned it off, like, pretty quickly. My thing with that freestyle, and I can't remember what the song was, um, but we spoke about it here, like, very briefly on this podcast, but we spoke about it, um, where she dropped the song, Plan B, I think it was. Yeah, Plan B. Um... She dropped that and I said I was excited because it felt like she was finally coming out of that same cadence that I felt like I always hear from Meg. And then when I turned on that freestyle, I was excited for it originally because I was like, ooh, let's see what type of Meg we're getting here. And it went straight back to that same cadence that we always hear from Meg. And I turned it off because I'm bored of it. And I've been bored of it for a while. Um, so you haven't listened to all of no. So you're again like judging a book by its cover. Absolutely. So let's listen to it now and then see if you still feel the same way. Doing nothing that your mama did Never gave a fuck like I ain't never broke my hymen uh. I rock Louis slippers cause I'm always out here sliding Ay. She say I'm a hoe because a nigga on my body uh. Guess I got a mad cause a hoe like me be shining Ay. I'm a Texas bitch, I ain't scared of shit Yes, thick girls can't take dick I don't really fuck with none of y'all Y'all can miss me with that handshake Shit fucked up, like what's up? When I walk in, put your cups up I'm with the nigga with the big pocket To the bad bitch with the big butt Hot girl, I be playing though Because these niggas be lame-mos These niggas get the poppin' perks When a bitch is stuck on that Play-Doh 42, that wasn't me talking Please stop all that damn stalking any changes? Yeah, no, it's, she definitely did more than I expected from the first, like, what, 15, 15 seconds I listened to it. Um, it's good. It's good. If anything, it now means I might give the album a chance because I was at the point where I was like, I'm not wasting my time going to listen to that album. 
Um, I might actually give the album a chance now because uh, it's intriguing. It's intriguing. Are you planning to waste your time listening to the Games album? Yeah. All two hours of it? Yeah. I, uh, what was it about that nigga that had you in the chokehold? He doesn't release bad music. So that's what's got you out here in Cupid's chokehold? Like, like kind, of. kind of. Crazy. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, that nigga made a 10 minute uh-huh. diss track to Eminem where he name dropped Eminem's. <laughs> I want to say, no, she's not a teenager. She's definitely like mid 20s daughter now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same for, ten, for 10 whole minutes, mm. this and Eminem. Mm. And you want to hear that? No, not really. But you're going to listen to it? I'm going to listen to the album purely off of what um, Born to Rap was. Because Born to Rap, oh, I will never forget it. He dropped the album cover and there was a bunch of pregnant women on the album cover in the studio. I remember the album cover. And I said, this is the stupidest, worst album cover I've ever seen. I don't want to listen to this album at all. But I kept on seeing the album cover. I was like, you know, yeah, let me actually double check to make sure the music matches the stupidity of this album cover. And it was one of the best albums I heard that year, just in terms of music quality. And it's very similar to when I listened to the documentary too. Because before that, he was doing a whole bunch of clown shit. And I listened to documentary too, and it was like, wow, this is one of the best albums I've heard in a while. And it keeps on doing it. So I'm going to listen to this. And if it gets to a point, at any point, that's the thing. Like, with the game, he's on that, he's on that line where it's like, all he has to do is make one song that I don't want to listen to on an album, and that's it. I'm done with that album. But on the off chance that he has 30 songs that I'm in love with, then it's like, damn, all right, keep done it again. So you're in love with that nigga? I'm in love with his music. So you're in love with him? His music. That's what, he is his music. You can't say that. He is his music. Oh. I absolutely can't so separate him from the art. Kelly. Huh? So you still listen to R. Kelly? No. Because you can't separate the man from the art. No, I can't. So I can't separate the man from that game. art. So no, it's not. No, why, uh, why is that different? Why is it different? It's, it's no, okay. Because he didn't rape no one. No, it's not a safe place. Of course it is. The camera is on. No, it's not. It's not the internet. Okay, the internet is a safe place. It's okay. So you like the game? I like his music. You want to listen to his music over a kind of like dinner with him? Nigga, get I say all that to say, I listen to that shit. I can't believe people are actually like, I just can't believe, like, I saw Zach, I think it was Zach Fox, or mm-hmm. someone on Twitter, one of these Twitter funny niggas, must have tweeted it, like, how are you releasing a 30 song rap album? How do you have that many thoughts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the thing man. about the game is, like, you're absolutely right. He does make, re- he's really good at his craft. Mm-hmm. I'll never, I've never taken that away from him. I said the same thing, wrong. When Born to Rap came out, I think you and I said it over a text message, like, yo, this shit's really good. I haven't listened to that shit since 2019. Because there's not actually, especially at this stage of his career, there's not actually that much substance in his music anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, like, it's not like it's the documentary or even the Red Album or even documentary too. He's just, he's just talking. And it's just nonsense. And most of it is lies. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he caps like, so much. Like, just cap, Like, he's right up there with Rick Ross. Yeah. And LeBron. Yeah. Hey, LeBron is the most profound liar of his time. <laughs> that clip resurfaced the other day, and I was dying for 
<laughs> he was talking to Drake on the barbershop. <laughs> and like, what I told you? What I told you? Like, you, you told me to it's believe in myself. myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, let others get me down. <laughs> talking to Drake like it was bright. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, now, nah, the game... I've, I mean, you've always had the same stance on the game, and I can never blame anyone for saying he's corny, because that nigga's so corny. He's so corny. A lot of the stuff he does is just like, ah, oh, why are you doing... Like, every time he talks on any interview, I hate it. I, I, I don't like that guy in terms of anything that he does media presence-wise. But his music's just always been... I've never been, I, I've never been able to criticise his music. Even... Even Born to Rap, that Nipsey feature on Born to Rap, and that's as if, like, before he released that, before I heard the Nipsey feature, I remember in the load-up to that, before he even dropped the album cover, I think he must have been filming the video that Nipsey was going to be in, and one of the things he did was, like, literally did his whole look to look exact, well, as close to Nipsey as he could, and it was corny. It was corny, a bunch of niggas called him out and said, oh, yo, this is Kendrick horrible. That's a phenomenal video. Oh, my yeah, because he didn't, because he oh defaked it. He defaked it, he didn't dress up like this. But Dicky is just in style. Look at you. Two minutes ago, you were Dicky in the game. Now you're Dicky and Kendrick. We watched movies all the time with defakes on there. We loved it. Yo, when they defake on movies, we loved it. No, we didn't. And now we're dicky. Yeah, I've never seen you hunt in your That's life. Great, huh? If you had to go out hunting now, you'll die of Me. Yes, you. Me. Yeah. I was raised by the stock side. Yeah. No religion. I was going to by that. A hundred percent. Nah, nigga, you got me fucked up. Yeah. Go, hop on this bus six, go to the estate, yes. ask the bus driver to stop off at the Warren, mm-hmm. go to the park, mm-hmm. stand there, wait for mm-hmm. someone, ask about me, bro. <laughs> ask someone. about me. <laughs> Especially if the nigga comes by with the dog. Mm-hmm. Him, you'll know yeah. which one. Mm-hmm. It's the old nigga with the cane. Yeah. Ask mm-hmm. about me, bro. <laughs> they know your story? They know my story. Mm-hmm. Just like my niggas I followed you well about. Mm-hmm. They know my story. Man, damn. <laughs> Nah, what's the, what are we talking about again? I can't remember. It's probably not. Oh, the Nipsey, you dressed, him dressing up like Nipsey, which was nasty. But then when I heard that song, I was like, wow. Like, this is a song that it hits so much. It's hit so much. Like, it had emotional weight at the time. I remember I had that song down on repeat. So listening to the game gets you emotional? Listening to Nipsey first had me emotional. So the game's music makes you emotional? Yeah, that song. I'm here to double down. I was, huh? I almost cheered up. Yeah, big facts. Uh huh. You want to date this thing? It's okay. It's cool. It's this is a safe space. This is what I'm dating tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to sabotage this shit. I'm, I'm just trying to get us to the real root causes <laughs> of the problems. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get us to the real. Real, um, yeah, to the root of this shit. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'll give this album a chance. I'll give it a chance, but again, it's literally for me, especially when it comes to the game, it's like one chance. And if you're if you survive that chance, I'm here. If you don't, what's it? What, what's the I've probably asked this before, but I'm thinking because I just mentioned Genuine mm-hmm. and like a song that I like used to love by him. I hate now whenever it's not Pony. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one of the worst. It's, it's, but it's not his fault. It's not his fault at all. Yeah. It's just 
the everything that came with it. <laughs> yeah. In the years since. Oh, Look fam. Of control. When niggas were diving on the floor and starting <laughs> grinding on the floor to that song, it's like, this song's finished. It's over. You ruined it. <laughs> like, it's done. <laughs> This I can't. Every time I hear that beat now, it's just, just in my head. It's just random niggas ripping <laughs> off that shirt in the club, grinding right to the floor Yo. where my feet have been. <laughs> Do you know how nasty your face is. And they wonder how monkey pots came along. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen one more. I spilled my drink there. Yeah. What's the what's what's the um? What to you when you've been out is like a song that has niggas like acting the weirdest. Has those acting the weirdest? Yeah. Yeah. The weirdest? Yeah. You have to define what you mean by weirdest. Because, like, it depends on whatever you think is weird, innit? Because I, I, like, I remember, like, going to the US, for example, mm-hmm. and going to these frat parties um, with my then significant other at the time. Mm-hmm. And going, and obviously, these, obviously, they're already doing weird shit because they're mm-hmm. doing that synchronized dancing, which we've discussed on this podcast, so like, I'm not going to do that here. Mm-hmm. But when, and this is what was so weird to me, it was so weird, because I was there in 2018, mm-hmm. 19, and then 20, obviously, pandemic out. But like, Red Nose, by stage, the Gemini would come on, and they would treat that shit like it was, A, like it was brand new, mm-hmm. and B, like they lost all common sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, yo, yeah. first of all, this shit came out <laughs> 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 I said sixth form, I was listening to that in year 11. Like, fam. <laughs> and they're moving like it was brand new, and just the way niggas were moving around the room. I was like, this Damn. is bad energy. So that's a smash in America. Huge shit. Wow, Huge I didn't shit. know that song was, was still living anyway. It was even crazy, because like, they'd be talking like, oh yeah, and like, one of the songs we always go create like dance with Red Nose. I can't remember the context of that conversation. We were saying mm-hmm. that before we got there, and I was like, "Is there a new red nose?" Oh, no, but red. Like, she gonna shake it like red nose? That one? <laughs> Surely not. That one? <laughs> Yo, do you remember when everyone was doing? Oh, the dance that was. There's no way Americans are still. I love Americans. God bless America. Yeah, I'm just like. This would be weird. And then, like, um, fucking... Even here, mm. in the UK... Yeah. Bruv, oh, my goodness. Fucking being in Brum mm-hmm. first year, surrounded by... I'm just going to say it. It's not going to be politically correct. I apologise. Mm-hmm. Surrounded by Asian men. Mm-hmm. When Fredo fucked them, I don't know them, they want to come on. Mm-hmm. Bruv. That is a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know your dad is a dentist. I know it's technically you are, you are in uni studying mechanical <laughs> yeah. engineering. Yeah? Yo, <laughs> it's not white privilege, but it's definitely some sort of privilege. Like, <laughs> like <fam. laughs> you are in uni. You don't know about Freya. I was really out here in the deep end for it to be hitting you disillusioned. <laughs> I get it. The song bangs. I feel you. But the matter, the amount of emotion yeah. that you're displaying right now would feel like you're like deeply emotionally invested in it. 
and brother. <laughs> I promise you. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> oh my day. <laughs> and that's what I mean by weird. Right. Do you know what I mean? Just Ooh. shit that you're just looking at and like, nigga, what? <laughs> what is, what's going on? Like that's the first ever, literally, no, hand on heart, no word for that. The first ever time I saw niggas grinding the floor in the club. Supreme Ricky's grind with me. <laughs> Yo, I swear, we're my I, whole week. I knew, I knew in that moment what, like, I, I understood mm-hmm. everything about my mother's parenting in that moment. <laughs> no, big fact. Do you know what I mean? Big fact. If I was out here on these streets with these niggas. I'm just like, you have a, imagine if this video gets back to your mum. Imagine. And I, how do you explain that to your mum? How do you explain that? <laughs> mum, it's a dance. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All by struggling and toiling. And yeah. it's not that you're dance. Cool, enjoy yourself, be mm-hmm. out. You're grinding the floor. <laughs> no, no, no. The lack of home training is crazy. It's insane. It's great. And you know what, yeah, Paul? It's stuff like that. Because I used to be... I I never I'll never say I was ever a romantic, but I used to be one of those guys who was like when I would watch those wedding videos on Facebook back in the day, because mm-hmm. that's how long ago since I became jaded. Mm-hmm. When people would be on Facebook like, oh, if my if my husband doesn't cry when he's walking down the aisle, and I cut it, it made full sense to me back then. It doesn't make sense to me What's anymore. Cause I I've seen these niggas grinding on the floor. You can't tell me that like, they're getting emotional because someone's walking down the aisle. God absolutely forbid. Crying because you're walking down the aisle. Crying because Oh, the wedding call you off guard? <laughs> Nigga, you've been guarding him, man. The woman. Man. <laughs> <laughs> when you're married, you're oh, wow, I didn't know I was married. <laughs> I didn't know you would look good on your wedding day. <laughs> I didn't know you looked good in that dress that we spent £10,000 on. Do you know what, <laughs> what, what the fuck? Why am I crying? I'm crying at the fucking expenses. <laughs> like, there's no clarity for the wedding. Yo, there's no payment plan whatsoever. There's no clear payment plan. <laughs> it's like, spend this money and there's no other there's option. No option. <laughs> I can't tell my mum I'm only having a small wedding. It won't make sense to her. That's what I was saying. That's why this album is dropping next year. So yeah. if I get married, I'm performing at my own wedding. Just like Pusha T. Yeah. We, ain't, we ain't spending no money on a band, yeah. no nothing. I'll stand up there. <laughs> so we don't have a DJ. I'll plug my phone in. Plug my phone in, let's go. Plug my instrumentals in. Let me yeah. get, plug my instrumentals in. And let me get going. Let me talk to you about it. Like, this is a new day. Got the boot day. I'm in the suitcase. Go out town to Harlem and tell them that I sent you. Niggas are not dips that's playing on my weddings. Oh, my wedding playlist is going to be fucking lit. Are you sick? You dumb. Damn. You ain't hearing not a single. You'll get like 10 minutes of love songs. Yeah. After that. Bam. Oh my god. Niggas ain't gonna know what to do when Cam starts playing on my wedding. It's gonna be like from. I don't even remember from. I do remember from. <laughs> when we sat down, the music immediately it's got lit. lit. It's gonna be one of those where you're gonna sit down with your food and you're gonna be ready to eat. And all you're gonna, all you're gonna hear is. Boop, 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 boop. Okay, time for me. You time ready, to get you ready to sit down and here comes Jada Kiss, knock yourself out. Oh like, my god. On, bro. <laughs> You about to sit back down and here comes here comes LL's Hey Lover. Like we Bam. we in this bitch. Bam. Oh my god, that playlist is gonna be stuff of legend. Different. And you know what? I'm gonna give everyone a USB with a playlist on that at the end of the oh, day. Oh, for facts. Just in case. For facts. Even though at that point USB should really be useless, because I, I haven't used a USB today. 
But as an option. Different. Huh. Niggas ain't gonna know. Niggas ain't gonna know what to do when fucking um when I start playing Young Thug in my way. Oh bro. And now I'm talking early Young Thugs as well. Thug. Like we're starting with like what have a Young Thug set? Bro, I was talking about when cuts pull up up at that crack in my That's that fam. <laughs> yeah, I'm so ready. Um Paul. Yeah. What are your what are your man's doing? Huh? What are your man's doing? Which man? Division. <laughs> you know what, yeah? I actually have no idea. I haven't listened to the song. Mm-hmm. And I haven't watched the video. I just saw the mole was in it. Yeah. Um, and I haven't watched a bit. Also, another clear, like, look at the come up when you did your brother. Yeah, for real. Rory's, Rory's got song of the year. Mole's Yo. out here in the vision. <laughs> for real. But no, I, I genuinely have no idea because I haven't actually listened to the song. Um, and I haven't watched the video. I saw like a quotable, I think, where one of them, I don't know the niggas in the name for real, for real. I'm not going to mm-hmm. pretend like I do. Um, so let's call this one Edition. Where Edition was like. <laughs> I can't stand this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> niggas should let me have a kid. Because when I started yeah. doing my dad jokes for real. <laughs> That's an addition. When I have a dad doing dad jokes, it's going to be over. Um, but one of them was like. We're just trying to have a conversation um, about the fact that something along the lines of like serial monogamy mm-hmm. or just like not sticking to one person in a relationship and spreading yourself out should be normalized. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool. Don't need to say it. Mm-hmm. Just live your life. Yeah, for like, real. No one will give a fuck. For real. For real, we've accepted it. Like, no one will care. <laughs> like, I promise you, bro. Fam, Will and Jada told us they were in an open like, relationship fam, and it was no one cares of you. You can literally be sleeping with whom, whomever you want to be sleeping mm-hmm. with. And no one will bat an eye. Yep. But you want to make it... Like I said, I haven't heard the song. So the song might be phenomenal. And I might, like, fully be in love with it. And that's mm-hmm. not the message. Do you. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, yeah, they're all weird. It's a weird um, topic to make the centre of your rollout. Yeah. Yeah, very odd. The issue I have with it isn't even with the song. To be honest, like, again, I haven't listened to the song either. Um, and I haven't seen the music video either. I've only seen that one snippet that kept on coming on my timeline. Mm-hmm. Which is obviously, you know, them starting off the chorus if I get caught cheating. That don't mean I don't love you. Cool. Well, that's what they said. Yeah. That's facts, by the way. Listen, I'm not mad at it. If that's you, that's you. That is facts, by the way. Don't, don't ever let mm-hmm. a little bit of cheating uh, confuse you from that. Listen I, don't, listen, I wasn't mad at it, Paul. Like, genuinely speaking, I wasn't mad at it. Why I was mad at because I predicted it the first time I heard it. And then it came to a few weeks later. The second I heard them say that, I said, okay, cool, I'm probably not gonna listen to this song, but I like where you're going with it. I hope they know that people are gonna feel the need to remix this and turn it into their own version, similar to how they did with Scissors The Weekend." And two weeks later, we have Candy and um, Tiny. Candy got song of the year though. <laughs> Candy, Candy, Candy. Candy has song of the year. 
what year? This year? This year. She released song this year? Legs and hips. Body. That's not even this year. That crazy. Like, what was that? That was... <laughs> it's, um, it's from the play that she did. I only know this because I used to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, I want to say... Poof, first year. You're lying. All the way back in first year, she did that. That's, that's one of the best songs I like. Fam. <laughs> Body, body, <laughs> body. That's, so That's the thing, bro. If you mm-hmm. didn't know Candy's pen, yeah, you would think Candy was terrible. Like yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm just hits. Like she has hits. Like <laughs> she's actually a legend. If I didn't know Candy's pen, I would mm. think Candy is terrible at her job. <laughs> um, it's crazy that Candy is stamped as a legend. Like legendary. Like there's nothing she can actually do to tarnish um. her legendariness. <laughs> It's crazy, isn't it? Cause, um, but this is what the kids know you as today. Yeah. Which is mad, because when I was watching that season of Real, House of, Real Housewives of Atlanta, mm-hmm. they never showed any of the clips from the actual play. Like, they'll show, like, them acting in that. And then Tyler Perry was there, one of them. And I was like, oh, this play must be fantastic. And then I see that clip, and it's like, oh. If Tyler Perry's in it, there was never a way that it was going to be fantastic. He wasn't in it. He was there. He was, he was there to support. If it was anywhere near it, there was never a way that it was going to be fantastic. <laughs> This was their time of Perry. Like, you, need to, you need to, as a, as a congregation, yeah. come together <laughs> to, to stop Tyler Perry. Yeah, we need to stop this nigga. We need to stop this. This nigga has to be stopped and held accountable for his crime. Yo. There's a, a lot of these niggas that have to be stopped and held accountable for their crime. Yo, let that man live. Donald Glover's one of them too. Leave that nigga. Did you see how fit? <laughs> Leave him alone. No, Leave him alone. <laughs> okay. Uh, listen, listen. I don't care how talented you are. Mm-hmm. There's some things you can't get off. All right. Like Frank. Oh shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 25k cock ring. Yeah. But no music. <laughs> yeah, nah, niggas are nasty. I can't. This last uh, niggas are moving crazy. Niggas, this is the thing. Niggas don't know how to use their downtime effect. At all, at all. If they're not Let's, productive, they're just... Let me give you, let me give you a great example of mm-hmm. someone who used their downtime productively. This individual took five years off mm-hmm. between solo albums. Mm-hmm. And in between that, mm-hmm. he was a star on Mr. Robot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and drops a great project. Yep. And I'm, of course, talking about the person who we're going to get into now for our yep. album of the week breakdown, Mr. Joe Badass. Man. July 27th. Mm-hmm. 2022. Mm-hmm. 14 songs. Yep. 52 minutes. Yep. 54 seconds. Wow. 2000 mm-hmm. by Jerry Banner. Mm-hmm. His first album. Yep. Solo album. Mm-hmm. In five years. Five years. Time. A lot can happen in five years. Yep. A famous podcaster <laughs> once tweeted, mm. and I quote, I didn't expect. Joey Badass to be dropping his best, to be sounding his best as he ever had in 2022. Close quote. Mm. I might have misquoted that, but I think I mm-hmm. got the, the gist of what the, the said individual was, was saying. That guy sounds smart, man. I would listen to his podcast. He's a dumbass. Don't listen to it. Don't, 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 don't. I don't know what, don't let him fool you, bro. That nigga has not had a good thought since 1994. <laughs> 1994. He wasn't even born in 94. <laughs> um, but Joey 
I, I resonate with that. And that podcast was obviously you. Mm. And I resonate with that. Because if you had asked me at the start of the year what I had on my sort of hip-hop bingo card, mm. it wouldn't have been Joey Badass cementing himself as one of the best rappers of his generation. Yeah. Just because Joey wasn't on the radar. Yep. At all. There were so many other names. So many. That were like on the radar before I got to Joey Badass. Yep. And then the album drops. The, the baddest starts. He's playing the piano. Diddy's talking as we proceed to give you what you need. Can you say New York City? City. And he starts rapping. And I said this last week, and I've got to say it again before I pass over to you to get into your sort of initial thoughts and feelings. He says, who's the best MC, Kenny, Joey, or Cole? Mm. And it just sits you back. And I'm like, yo, anyone that we would put above him hasn't been doing it for as long as he actually mm. has. Mm. Like when he says, drop to 2012, he wasn't outside then. Man. There's literally only a few people prominent in rap right now who you can actually say they were outside yep. in 2012. Yeah, for real. Do you know what I mean? For real. Kendrick, Cole, Future, Drake. Yeah. Handful. Handful. Wale, me, like handful. Literally, the legends. They're like Vince ain't there. Tyler obviously is. Mm. But like Vince ain't there. Chance ain't there. Yep. Logic, like, do you know what yep. I mean? Like actually physically stood outside. They were yep. like making, not just making music, because everyone was making music. I'm talking about making waves. Yeah. Yeah. As in like conversations. The world was listening. The, world was listening. the mm. game was listening. Mm. Not yeah, not the not game, him. but the game. The game. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. culture was listening. <laughs> yeah. He was one of them. Mm-hmm. And so when he comes back in 2012, and I think the brazenness to say that on the first song. Yeah. We haven't heard anything. Fam. We don't actually know if you you have anything to back up the claim yeah. of Kenny, Joey, and Cole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he knew. On one of those, and I can't remember, was it, um, oh, was it, what's his name? Not Giggs. Gets. Gets, that's it, thank you. Um, I can't remember if you said this or if I'm daydreaming it, where they said that he started, he, he, he he creates, he does the intro after the album's done. Yeah, it felt like that. It felt like that. It felt like, oh, he knew everything that he had was cold. And now he's giving us the intro, and the intro, he's talking, he talks his shit immediately. I take five years off, because my shit's timeless. Who's the best MC, Kenny, Joey, or Cole? Like, yo, he, like, he's not holding back. He's not, there's no humility in his first, however many bars. In his whole, like, first, in the whole intro, there's no humility. He's there telling you exactly who he is, knowing that everything that's coming next is only going to stamp what he's just said. Like, this yeah, he did not come to play whatsoever. And again, like, yeah, you misphrased it. Um, I had to tweet it out after I listened to it the first time. I did not expect Joey to be giving us his best rap. And I say that as someone who loves 1999. He lo- loves Before the Money. But similar to how I said with Burner Boy earlier today, I feel like he gave us the best parts of Before the Money, the best parts of 
um, made in America. All American bad dogs. Thank you. The best parts. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. Listen, I have to try. <laughs> Listen, do you practice that show? No, but I have to shoot it. Don't, the show wasn't down. Run the play that I, that I designed. Right? He did the best parts of Before the Money, the best parts of All American Badass. And he's given us 2000, five years after All American Badass dropped. And it's like, wow, this is the last thing I thought I needed. But it's exactly right on time. It wasn't always that when you called, but it was mm. always on time. Man. That's <laughs> like, give him a real joke. <laughs> you set me up. <laughs> Man, I mean, we already said, but I guess let's formally say, well, what do you think of the album? Um, well, we'll get there, because we'll get to our conclusion. I think... Firstly, I want to talk. Um, I want us to talk about the story of this album, mm. if we can, and what themes really came out or stood out from this album for you. Um, I know for me, one of the first things that, or one of the, not necessarily one of the first things, one of the prominent things that came out, and it's something that has pretty much always been in Joey's projects. Um, I think back to songs like On and On, off um, before the money, is like the the um, introspectiveness in terms of dealing with loss. Mm -hmm. He has been very vocal in pretty much all his projects that he wouldn't be in the position that he's in without Capital Steeds, mm -hmm. um, who sadly passed away taking his life in 2012. Um, I believe it was, forgive me if I get that wrong. And he's always approached his music as like a tribute to Capital C's, one of the founding members of Pro Era, um, and one of his close, close friends, and someone who, if you've never heard a Capital C's song before, I implore you to go out and listen to that guy's music from before he passed, because he was going to be right there next to Joey. Like, mm -hmm. he made fantastic music. And, um, yeah, his, his ability to, like, always want to tap into that and always speak about how that affects him still. Mm. day to day and I look at a song like Survivor's Guilt first of all the title unbelievable you already know what you're getting man. Mm. but like the just it, it's just the spilling of the soul yeah for real do you know what I mean for like real. we we've obviously obviously you, you can see like we got the laptop here we got the lyrics up here so look how long this first verse is um, he that was just it was just getting the pain out yeah. Um, and and just understanding that like it's it's okay to be the one that's still here. Mm. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like you lost someone, do you felt like you, you the two of you should have been coming up together? The the success, the royalties, the joy that you're seeing now, you feel like that should have been both of you. Mm. But it's okay that like you're the one that's still here. From deeper than that. He, from the song anyway, the vibe I was getting is that he felt like Captain Steve could have been way bigger than him. No, he's always said that. Yeah. That, that's, that's been, you can, he says that on, on and on. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that, and anyone with all due respect who like knows a Capital Steve's back in that time was saying the same thing. Mm. Like Capital Steve's was the guy, supposedly. And obviously, as we know, like when people pass away, their legend 
Yeah, it, 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 it heightens their myth. Yeah. It heightens their legend. But when he was living, those were the mentalities, those were the feelings. Mm-hmm. And it just like, first of all, think about how great Pereira has done as a collective and what Joey has done. Now imagine him higher. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> at 27. That's crazy. <laughs> but like, dealing with that, being able to process that is like never easy. And I feel like similar to what we've been seeing throughout the history of rap, because mm-hmm. I don't like this, I don't like this um, trend recently of acting like, I think I've said it here on this podcast before, of acting like rappers talking about mental health issues is brand new. No, absolutely. It's not Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We're listening in pre-productions of Beanie Seagulls, feel it in the air. Mm. Like, that's paranoia. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, Scarface's mind playing tricks on me. That's anxiety. Yeah. That's from 94. So let's, let's nip that. But, like, the, the processes that these men and women are going through to have their therapy sort of on, on wax and actually spread it out to the world, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was dope. So that was one of the major themes that came out for me. Mm-hmm. How about yourself? Anything else that like stood out for you in terms of the thematic or story point of view? I mean, doubling down, this song was unbelievably impactful. Even, um, I mean, I'm talking about survivors still flirty, didn't follow that, I don't know how you would, wouldn't, but um, it's, the one, the line that got me specifically was um, him saying, well, people didn't know that he suffered with the mental health. And this was way back in 2012 that he was trying to have this conversation. And it was like, man. You see, the truth about Steelo, he lacked the mental health, but try to tell that to people way back in 2012. Man, honestly, that line there is like, Oh, if you were trying to like just listen to the vibes, there's no more of that. Where it's that, like, sit down, listen to every single word that comes out of this man's mouth. Um, so I definitely agree with you. Survivor's guilt, super impactful, super super impactful. Um, in terms of other songs on this album, thematically, I feel like he did it a lot throughout the whole album. Um, one example is like Eulogy, where um, he's just talking. Like he just sort of his his talking is impactful. Like for him, the way he starts off eulogy, looking at my generation, a bunch of niggas caught in the matrix, overdose on the blue pill, is like, yo, the messaging throughout is just like it hits. It hits. And Joey's one of those artists that it's similar it's similar but it's completely opposite to what I was saying about um Brent and what I say about the weekend where like they'll just say their line and it's like there's no trickery there's no like oh I have to connect the dots Joey you sometimes have to connect the dots but once you do connect those dots it's like man that message like it just it hits it hits different um for instance like even just that matrix bar alone like a bunch of niggas caught off um overdose on the blue pill a bunch of niggas overdose on the blue pill is like, man, like when you really deep it, like, I just, I don't know how to put it, I don't know how to even put it into words, like, there's no way you don't feel that. I there's think, no way. I think one of the things that I felt like he really wanted to do on this album, and I think he did, was um, prove a point, mm. both in terms of his quality, so songs like Make Me Feel, Mm. and the baddest right? mm. and you as you have to say um, where he's just showing his talent which he's always had yeah I'm talking back to barely even 
conscious talking to my conscious like, man <laughs> all the way back in 2011 2012 times right mm. trying to prove a point but at the same time it's like he's trying to remind people of where he actually stands mm. like if I had, if I had said at the start of this year, and I think you'll agree with me on this, if I had said to you at the start of this year the top three rappers of their generation are Kendrick Cole and Joey Badass, you'd have laughed at me, right? Yeah. Because that's crazy. Yeah. It doesn't even sound right. Mm. But when he said it, in the manner which he said it, and you sit back and you actually think to yourself, like, who's actually still outside? Um, it is tough. And again, like, like you just said, like it doesn't before this album, it felt wrong to say that Joey was a top five rapper. Period. Let alone top three. But when you really sit down and think about it, Joey has released, what, three albums? Yeah. All of them. Three solo. Three solo albums. A couple of um, collab albums. And a few. Pro, Pro Era and um, Like I said, Flat Persons. Yeah. And a few mixtapes. And... He hasn't dropped one bad project no, singular one. over a twelve-year career. Yeah, there's not, there's only two the other artists that can say started that. at fifteen, sixteen years old. Crazy. That's a, like Joey Badass is. He had he's had this career now for what for twelve years, right? Yeah. Like you just said, started at fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Unlike a lot of the other people that could be in that some similar conversation of they haven't had a bad project over the last twelve years. We're looking at those men now as, oh, okay, these guys are looking at like people who are almost ready for retirement. Mm-hmm. We've said that um, J. Cole at any point now could retire. We don't know when Kendrick's dropped another album, but if he'd said tomorrow that he's retiring, I don't think many people would be shocked. Mm-hmm. Joey Badass is 27. Mm-hmm. 27. I don't think that's sinking in for a lot of people. Like, Joey Badass is literally... He could have another 10 years on top of what he's already done and it would not feel forced. Joey Badass is one year older than Jay-Z was when he dropped Reasonable Doubt. And he's just now getting to his best, like what I think is his best, best rap. Which is crazy because again, before the money in 1999, all his previous projects. And I think that's sort of what I mean when I say like, it felt like he really wanted to prove a point to everyone of like, when you talk about me, don't talk about me like I'm some underground rapper. Yeah. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm there with them. That's my class. I'm, I'm below that. And I felt like um, that was, again, an interesting stance to take. One which I wouldn't have expected, but when he took it, it didn't feel anywhere near out of place. Mm-hmm. And so I love that in terms of the themes. What did you think um, about this album from a Sonic's point of view in terms of the production and how it sounded? Superb. 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 And it's something that I first found out on um, my first listen of, my very, very first listen of Before the Money. And I held that stand, that stance for a while, even though sometimes I forget. Um, Joey Badass and Static Selector is a dream pairing in music. Beautiful duo. Those when those two get together, it's elite every single time. And like, again, because of because like Joey Badass took like five year gap or five year break, 
you can forget how good that pairing is. But on this album, it was like, man, when the whenever those two were on the same were together working together on the track, it was like, yeah, yeah, this is one of the best collaborations in music that we can get. That Joey Badass on the keys, Joey Badass on live instrumentation. Again, another thing that I never knew I wanted to hear from Joey. But once I heard it, it was like, whoa, whoa. I did not know that Joey sounded this good on a record. Like, the production-wise, sonically, this album is elite. My favourite song on this whole album, and again, it's literally just from a Sonic's perspective, before we even start getting into like what he's saying. One of Us is historically great off the first listen that is a song that i don't think i've ever gotten past this song just on one listen it's never just come and gone every single time this song plays i have to wheel it up just because one you're not going to start a song like that and think that oh i'm not full i'm not full sending it with the volume like i'm full i'm maxing out this volume off of that intro and then you're going to get into that. I know you're wishing you were one of us because we live in it. Yes, I'm here. I'm awake. I'm doing 90. We're not slowing down. Keep this going. I'm going to wheel it up. I can't help but to wheel it up. It is one of those, Paul. It is one of those. And they do that. Oh, my God. The Sonic, sonically speaking. What do you know about Larry June? Did you know about Larry June? No. Larry June is genuinely one of my favorite rappers right now. Mm. Has been for like one of the last two years. Um, from a similar sort of school in terms of like Rock Marciano, Stove, in that sort of vein, um, as a rapper, both in terms of content and his style. Um, Rob Wright, you remember that fucking, remember that video of Teddy Pendergrass that always goes around where he's singing and he's yeah, like, yeah. it looks like he's doing a stand up routine because he's not even moving, it's just like so chill. Mm-hmm. That's like Larry June when he raps. Right. Like, that, like, I don't know if you've seen his tiny desk, but like, well, maybe you probably haven't. Like, he has a tiny desk and his nigga is literally like a substitute teacher. He's just <laughs> talking at you, but he's thinking rapping. And it's so like, he he's so laid back and chill, and then his bars are so dope. And on this track um, as well, like you said, he was fucking phenomenal alongside mm-hmm. Joey. Um, who's sensational in production, I agree with you. It's very cinematic. Yes. Very, very, yeah. very big and cinematic. Um, almost like, almost very different to what um, Joey's typically known for. Like mm-hmm. I said, like, you get that mentality of Joey where you're like, doing back people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, back in the days, head bopping, you know, exactly. like big yeah. puffer coat type, grey aesthetic, like, big out. Big yeah. Out. Mm-hmm. But this felt very much like, Ross, Jeezy, like yeah. big production, yeah. just basic, like just going in, like a song that could have been carried by the hook. Mm, yes. Yeah. One of those hip hop songs, which, or everyone has them. Yeah. Everyone has them. A song where you're carried by the hook. Mm. And the verse is just, hey man, as long as you rap on beat, yeah. you've got hit right Yeah. Here. But <laughs> when you do that, and then you add in, we're talking some shit, and in, in a really dope way, um, I agree with you, this is a really fantastic song. And in terms of production, I think it goes to show like the um, breadth of the production on this album because mm. it sounds nothing like the baddest at all. Nothing at all. like make me feel at all. Nothing like Survivor's Guilt. But and so the like if you look at previous Joe projects, 
they do send tend to fit in similar veins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like before the like paper trail sounds very much like I would say the children. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like they sound very similar. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. It's not. Because it helps towards the cohesion of it. Exactly. Temptation does sound you can see Temptation and Devastated do belong on the same album on yeah. All American Palace. Yes. Perfectly mm-hmm. fine. This one he shows his ability to like go between all the different facets of hip-hop that are necessary for someone who's claiming yeah. and is trying to prove to you, hey, who's the best MC, Kenny, Joey, or Cole? Mm. Um, and, and I think this, I agree with you, is a song that helps to um, emphasise that point. I think that range, because like you said, like there are a lot of different vibes on this album. You have your big cinematic songs, you have your boom bap songs, you have your right, let's mellow this down and like really talk songs. The fact that none of those songs feel awkward on the transition into it, none of those songs feel like why is the song on this album speaks to I don't know who executive produced this album, but it speaks to one the sequencing and two just the ability to make a vibe that allows all of those songs to coexist is super impressive to me. Like, how can I put it? There's a song that you start off saying, who's the best MC, Kenny, Joe, Cole, talking about, I can take five years off because my shit's timeless. Literally saying, oh, I can, um, uh, I don't know if I can get into it. Fam, for how he comes on to song number one, for him to damn near end off the album on Survivor's Guilt, where he's literally just really talking and getting like emotional and telling the story, for those two songs to be there and for it to not feel jarring is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Paul, what do you think about the future on this album? I think the most important thing about this album is the fact that it does have the necessary West Side Palestine. 100%. 5,000%. Um, I, I, I don't think um, this album, I think, you know, you look at modern day hip hop, and I think you see a lot of albums that are good, mm-hmm. struggle to become great. Because I don't have the West Side Gun stamp. <laughs> um, you know, you look at albums I miss them around Big Step, but it doesn't have the West Side Gun stamp. Looking at um, It's Almost Dry, mm. doesn't have the West It has the Hove, yeah. but it doesn't have the West Side Gun Man. stamp of approval. Um, and I think that was the most, that was the best creative decision that Joey Valance made. Because in hip hop, in today, Mm-hmm. If you don't have if you don't have Westside Gun, you don't have nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's, mm-hmm. let's be real. Let's be real. Let's, no, let's I, call the spade the spade. Mm. You know, there was a time in hip-hop, you'll remember this time, if you didn't have a Drake feature, yep. your album weren't doing shit. We didn't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> you don't have that Westside Gun stamp of approval in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Poor, mm. I was... I, and this might be a hot take. Go oh, yeah, sorry. You have... I was just going to say, like, um, to actually answer your question, I think there are really good features on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone um, worked to serve the great purpose of the project um, and worked to serve the individual sort of songs that they were on. Um, so everyone did a good job. I gen- Obviously, I'm a, I'm a Larry June fan, so I really enjoyed hearing Larry June on that song. I didn't feel like there was, like, any singular feature where I was like, blown away like mm-hmm. I don't think there's a feature on this album which is potentially going to be up for a sixth man of the year or like a yeah. future of the year type shit come the end of the year but I do feel like every feature enhanced the song and mm-hmm. it made sense on the song that it was 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, what I will say, um, it might be a hot take for what this podcast is and the appreciation that we show to Grisada on this podcast on the regular. This track, um, Brand New 911, is the first time for me personally where I can say, you know, yeah, Westside Gun might be like number one when it comes to iconic sounds. He might be number one because the vibe, the vibe change, just with him starting boom, 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 Literally, his verse wasn't until the very end of the song, but it felt like he was all over the song because at every single point of that song, he was on the ad-libs and it was like, wow. The vibe change that comes alone just from him being here with his ad-libs. It's a horror shine still. It's crazy. Like, at some point, we have to have a conversation about where his ad-libs rank amongst the great ad-libs of all time. Talk to you, it's not number two. That's a debate. And I don't think it's a strong debate to argue otherwise at this point. So, like, he keeps on doing it. He keeps on doing it. It's like that, and a woman's DMs. It's like, hey, yo! <laughs> <laughs> try, try entering a woman's DMs, like, straight up. <laughs> or this lip. Try yo, it. Yo, see what happens. It doesn't work. I hear you live. Hey, yo! And they're like, oh, you want to chat? I do. Let's talk. Then the two was DM like boom, boom, boom. Boom. That's what I said. Boom, 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 the streets is a horrible place to be right now. That's, yeah. that's, that's what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? You're entering the DMs with Westside. Man. I said, you have to approach these modern women differently, man. That's what I was saying. No more, no more of this court and shit. Yeah. Enter the DMs and say, open your mouth wide. Yeah. <laughs> your mouth yeah. Please, no, don't. Listen, don't take any of your dating advice from this show. I'm begging of you. Yeah. I'm begging. I'm pleading with everyone. Yo, <laughs> and they're in the DM, so I'm like, come here, bitch. <laughs> We're gonna get cancelled. I can't <laughs> believe it. That's okay, we had a hell of a run. <laughs> Listen, 71 tracks. Track. tracks. Wow, not a lot of people can say they Plus did Plus bonus episodes. Ooh, damn. <laughs> Man, what do you think about the cohesiveness of this album? I thought it was really cohesive. I thought it flowed um, really well. Um, each song felt like it was in the right place. I thought it was structured really well. Um, I felt like it was structured similar to, I always use, there are two albums I always use in terms of structuring nowadays um, as gold standards. Um, one of them is I Decided by Big Sean mm-hmm. and the other is Poor Miami too. Where like, I don't know if you ever noticed this about I Decided, but like, Every, I think it's every three or four songs, the theme of the song changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually after that album, he like released it on Spotify, at least with like each four songs related to the theme. So like, I think, I can't remember the songs off some head, but I decided, but it's like the hype songs are four songs. And then the like therapy songs are like four songs all together. 
Um, and I felt like this album did a very similar thing. In terms of you start off with the songs where I like, let me remind you of this who the fuck I am. Mm-hmm. Who the baddest made me feel. Then you have like sort of your um, middle section, which is more of like, um, more of like the vibey tracks, I think, in terms of um, Brand New 9-11, Eulogies in there, um, and um, the one we just talked about, the Larry June. One of us, um, one of us in that pocket, and then you get to like your back end where you get your therapeutic songs mm-hmm. and um, the amount of songs. And so I felt doing it in that manner, in that way, really helped his, um, really helped with the cohesiveness of the tape, and really helped with the sequencing of it, which was cool. Mm-hmm. How about yourself? I think it's unbelievably cohesive. Um, for me, when it comes to cohesiveness, it's um, I mean, it's funny that you bring up um, an album like Port of Miami because we've both said it here, it is one song change away from being perfect. And that's what I mean, because Port of Miami, like we say, it's not a song change, it's just moving well. It's yeah, like it's, exactly. It's everything segmented so well. Yeah. And it's that similar vein. It is segmented so well mm-hmm. without the egregious mistake of having an act of That's exactly it. Like, there's no point on this album where it's like, ah, I like this song, I wish it was here, or I wish that this song wasn't here at all, like the cohesiveness, every song flows into the next song flawlessly, um, especially one of us into, um, forgive me, Welcome Back, with that voicemail beginning, it's like, yeah, no, flawless, every, like this, is perfect, perfect is a strong word, but it is really, really close to Perfect in my I think it's the perfect thing I could have expected from Drake Exactly. Because exactly. um, I don't know what to expect. I expected it to be good. I think like, I think we spoke about this and, and like Yeah, we did. When when he said that he was dropping and you were like, I wonder how it will be received. Mm-hmm. I remember saying it will be received exactly how Joey Badass album is going to be received. If it's good, he'll get the requisite level of praise. And the fans who like it will like it. Like he's not still even with this. I don't think numbers wise or even social wise will be um, the Kendrick and Cole mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. which is okay. Yeah, but that's fine. Which is absolutely fine because numbers wise, Nas was never at the Jay Z or Biggie level, but mm-hmm. it was still who's the best MC, Biggie, Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Nas, Jay Z, or, or Big, like those three. Um, and that's sort of where Joey is. He, he can lay claim to being in that bracket in terms of talent, in terms of quality, in terms of what I've put on the record, in terms of replayability, mm-hmm. in terms of longevity, in terms of legacy, in terms of all the sliders that matter. He can be right there. Yeah. Now, mm. they're going to have a conversation with you. If I'm Wale, I'm, I'm, if I'm Wale, <laughs> listen, I'm not, mm-hmm. if I'm Wale, mm-hmm. Joey pick up the phone. If okay. I'm Ross, Joey pick up your phone. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If okay. I'm Tyler, mm-hmm. don't ever disrespect nigga. <laughs> nigga. Don't ever, I, I, I love the confidence, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love the, that's what I'm saying, if I'm in the game, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I hit that? Yeah. You're pissed. I'm, I'm like, fam, not, not everyone can be pissed. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, some people have Rocky no right can't to. be pissed. 
Do you know what I'm saying? That's no disrespect to yeah. ASAP Rocky. Mm-hmm. You had a great start. Yeah. You ain't had a lot from you. Do you know what I mean? Rocky mm-hmm. can't be pissed. Mm. Benny, with all due respect, you just yeah. got popped in like two, four, four or five years. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't be pissed. Relax. You went outside. From Tyler, mm. I'm getting on the blow. Tyler, Tyler has grounds to be pissed. Tyler, Tyler yeah. we're going we're to have a conversation over the phone. Tyler would have serious grounds to say a conversation over the phone. But I don't think anyone should be upset, man. No one yeah. should be upset. I was just yeah. like, hey, man, let's yeah. have a talk. I, I, I appreciate what you did. I fucked with it. That was cold. I like to use the best MC, Kenny Joe, you're cold. Mm. Don't forget, man. Don't forget my name, man. <laughs> Honestly. That's what I was just going to say. That's what I was going to say. Drop a remix and throw my name in there. Yeah. That's what I was let, me, let me hop on it. Let me, say, let me just say, just remix it and say, who's the best MC? Yeah. Wale, Joey, you're cold. You know what I'm saying? Throw my name in the yeah. ring. Someone's going to get real nasty with this and drop a song where the heat take that exact same bar with the name in Yeah, there. like Davies. It's going to be nasty. Someone like Davies. <laughs> yeah, what's the, I haven't heard from Davies in so long. He's acting. Is he? He was in the Wu-Tang series. Oh, good for him, man. Good for him. Everyone wants to be acting and doing all this. Let's get to our rating, man. All right. Um... Do you want to take them through the scale again? Um, the scale that we'll be ranking albums on is I hate that I never listened to this, won't be listened to again, whole lot of mid, might stay in rotation for a week, pretty damn good, serious project, and head, and then 50% of a too stubborn Nigerian stamp of approval. In the case that we both give it our 50% stamp of approval it would then become 100% stamped. Given that for Would you like me to go first? You can go first. It has my stamp of approval. Mm. Um, I think that come the end of the year, this will be um, in contention for being one of the, the better rap albums of the year. I think just um, three weeks, the album's been out, just about close to a month now. Um, it's sitting comfortably in my um, A tier of rap albums this year. So it's not right now in the A plus tier mm-hmm. of rap albums. If you remember me saying I have a tier where like um, It's Almost Dry, um, Ramona Park, Broke My Heart and other albums are sitting and then I have an A tier, mm-hmm. which is literally just below that. And I think right now, three weeks in, it's sitting in that tier. It will have some time to live. It will have some time to... You know, I'll breathe with it, I'll live with it, I'll meditate to it, I'll vibe to it, um, I'll ride around shining to it. That's a good mm. reference for people who don't, who don't, who ain't out there, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and I'll see where it goes, but I think this is a very, very good album. So mm. it definitely has um, my standard approval. I have to give it my stamp of approval for the one plain fact that right now for me, I think this might be my album of the year. And I don't say that lightly. I say that someone who, even after saying that, I had to go back and listen to his almost dry to make sure I wasn't bugging and that it just hasn't been too much time since I last listened to it. Um, I think Joey has it right now, man. I think he has a crown right now. This is, for me, the best album that's dropped this year so far. Music wise. he has the album to beat, so just coming off of that, knowing the quality of some of the albums that have come out this year have been super high, 
Um, yeah, no, this has my stamp of approval 100%. So, given that, is two southern Nigerians 100% approved? Congratulations to Jerry Badass. That's all you need to know, man. That's all she wrote. Go out, listen to that, stream that. Um, once again, salute to um, Joey. Great project. Um, like I said, if you haven't take that, taken that in yet, please do go out there and take it in. If you have taken it in, you should probably already know what time it is. Um, so yeah, shout out to him. Mm. I just want to get um, to something that you touched upon there mm. while we were talking. Mm. If I ever meet Rick Ross, yeah, and I only get the chance to ask him one question, mm-hmm. and think about the million questions you could ask Rick Ross, like yeah. when he said, "I know Pablo Noriega," mm-hmm. like yeah. which Noriega you talking uh, about? I would love that to question. Know. Um, why in the Everyday I'm Hustling video did you get out of the car and jump into the Miami River to get away from the speeding ticket? Why did you do that? Um, on um, I'm on one. Um, is that on one? I can't remember. Or the song where it's like, um, she got her legs wrapped around my waist. How? I could ask him that question. Why did you go on the breakfast cover make that? Yeah. <laughs> I could ask him that. I, there's so many questions I could ask Rick Ross. If mm-hmm. I ever got the chance to yeah. ask him one question, mm-hmm. it would literally be, why did you go back to full number one? Yeah. That, I, I just want to know that. I'd have to know. Well, before we close... It wouldn't be us if we didn't give you our weekly recommendation. So, Paul, do you have a recommendation for the people? Larry June. Um, album Orange Print came out in 2021. Um, 13 songs, 36 minutes. Um, like I said, Larry June is someone who um, has been making really good music for the last few years, very lucky um, in the scene, but um, he's starting to, I think, rise to some level of prominence um, this year and someone who I really like his style. Of rap, his flow, his cadence, and, and then you add in the fact that he can really rap in terms of lyrics and bars. Um, so I, I would recommend Larry Dream, especially coming off um, this album here um, and his appearance on 2000. I, I really think people should go in and take in um, someone who has just consistently been one of the best sort of rappers, rappers, rappers um, of, of the last few years. That's um, The Orange Print by Larry Dream. Cool. Um, my recommendation for the people this week is Roddy Rich's The Big Three. Um, nice little three-pack. Came out 24th of June. Um, I think it's a nice little bounce back for Roddy, um, given that we both came in here and said we weren't the biggest fans of the previous album. No, we didn't. Did we not? I haven't listened to the album. Of the little album he dropped? Not once. Oh. I haven't listened to it, not one day. That's crazy. Fair. Given the fact that I wasn't the biggest fan of that album then. I was just thinking about yeah. that this week as well. The fact that I still mm. haven't listened to that album. That's crazy. I can't... Who was it I was speaking to about that album then? If it wasn't you. You brought it up on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You brought it up. Maybe not on the podcast, but you spoke about it. And I remember saying I haven't listened to it. Fair. Fair. Either way, given the fact that I wasn't the biggest fan of that album and I didn't think it was um, that good representation of what I think Roddy Richard's talent level is, um, this um, little three-pack... It's a pretty good bounce back, and I hope it's more in line with That's what to expect from him coming forward. <laughs> I think I hope it's more in line with what to expect from him moving forward, man. Um, so yeah, recommendation for the weekend: the Big Three by Roddy Rich, and just like that, seventy-one in the tuck. 
one closer to 100. We have to do our episode on the streets at 100, right? On the streets. We should go O Block. Hey man, thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode, man, we really appreciate it. If you're still listening, um, thank you especially. Um, get a job. Nah, nah, nah. No, if you're still listening here, mm-hmm. get a job. Nah, nah, listen, this could be a full-time job for you. Keep on giving us feedback for free. Eventually, that might turn into something, man. We don't it won't. <laughs> it won't. Don't let them give you false hope. <laughs> don't let them give you false hope. Anyway, if you're still listening, please be sure to follow us on our socials um, at 2 underscore stubborn underscore Nigerians on the Instagram, at 2S Nigerians on the TikTok, not TikTok, on Twitter, and at 2 stubborn Nigerians on TikTok. Um, we really appreciate it. Also, um, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel at 2 stubborn Nigerians. Um, and please subscribe to our premium episodes. Um, for bonus content. Outside of that, do you have any last remarks for the people? No. <laughs> Alright. Um, I'm your person also today, right? Sure. Yeah? What are you playing for the people? Um, I'm going to play Jay-Z's Izzo. Because okay. I've been really resonating with that song recently, especially verse 2. Um, he says, I do this for my culture. So mm-hmm. I don't know what a nigga looks like when a nigga's in a roast up. Mm-hmm. Sure how to move in a room for the vultures. Industry shady needs to be taken over. And he said that in 2001. Mm. And we're in 2022. Mm. Still fighting those fights. Mm-hmm. So um, I think people need to hear the fact that I'm still overcharging niggas for what they did to the cold crush. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Cool. Um, and I want everyone at home to know, whilst I'm listening to the to Izzo by Jay-Z, that Nigeria never carries laughs. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the eighth wonder of the world. The flow of the century. Oh, it's timeless. Ho! Thanks for coming out tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Uh. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo, for shizzle my nizzle used to dribble down in VA, was hurting them in the home of the turpins, got it dirt cheap for them, plus if they were short with cheese I would work with them, more than we, got rid of that dirt for them, wasn't born hustlers, I was birthing them, H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo, for cheesy my easy, keep my arms so breezy, can't leave rap alone, the game needs me, haters want me clap, they chrome, it ain't easy, cops wanna knock me, DA wanna box me in, but somehow, I beat them charges like Rocky, H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo, not guilty, he who does not feel me, is not real to me, therefore he doesn't exist, so poof, bamboo son of a bitch, H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo, for shizzle my nizzle used to dribble down in VA, H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo, that's the anthem, get your damn hands up, H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo, not guilty, y'all got to feel me, H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo, 
that's the anthem. Holla Get your damn hands up. I do this for my culture to let them know what a nigga look like when a nigga in a roaster. Show them how to move in a room full of vultures. Industry shady, you need to be taken over. Label owners hate me, I'm raising the status quo up. I'm overcharging niggas for what they did to the cold crush. Pay us like you owe us for all the years that you hold us. We can talk, but money talk, so talk more bucks. H to the S O, B to the S A. For shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA. H to the S O, B to the S A. That's the anthem. Get your damn hands up. H to the S O, B to the S A. Not guilty, y'all got to feel me. H to the S O, B to the S A. That's the anthem. Get your damn hands up. Yeah, hope is back. Life story told through rap. Niggas acting like I sold you crack, like I told you sell drugs. No, hope did that, so hopefully you won't have to go through that. I was raised in the projects, roaches and rats, smokers out back, selling they mama sofa. Lookouts on the corner, focused on the ass. Ladies in the window, focused on the kinfolk. Me under a lamppost, why I got my hand closed? Cracks in my palm, watching the long arm of the law. So you know I seen it all before. I seen hoop dreams deflate like a true fiend's weight. The try and the fail, the two things I hate. Succeed in this rap game, the two things is great. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzane. What else can I say about dude? I guess busy. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzane. For shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzane. That's the anthem, get your damn hands up. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzane. Not guilty, y'all got to feel me. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzane. That's the anthem.